Good morning. Welcome to the Vine Community Church. It was great to start with the worship uh, this morning. Um, You'll have seen over the last few weeks we've been uh, using worship from, from ourselves here, um, some, some things from other churches and friends at other churches, um, and some uh, the Icing wor Worship app, as we, we often do. Um, we've been really blessed by the generosity and openness of other churches in providing that um, material for us to use freely. Uh, and I just want to I just want to say how much I think that is testament to to the unity in God's church at this time. Um, we're seeing churches uh, from all over the country come together to work together uh, for the greater good of the kingdom, whether that's practical or whether that's um, in the terms of worship. Uh, there's just so much openness. Uh, so I just want to thank the guys that, are, that have done that from the various churches uh, that, that we've used material for, but also from all the churches that have shared, because it really is good. It's as if we've wandered the desert, travelers without a home, together yet alone in this uncertainty. An uncommon time, unexpected, undefined, binds us, unites us, does not divide us, but reminds us of who we are. A body, not a building, unrelenting, unyielding, persevering, revealing the faithfulness God. Maybe this virus has started a fire inside us, ignited us, inspired us to live louder, love harder, care deeper. Six feet, six miles, or a world apart. Our calling remains the same, for we are the body of Christ. Um, we continue this week in our third week of our teaching series on the uh, Holy Spirit, uh, about the coming of the Holy Spirit at, at the first Pentecost, how that changed the disi first disciples uh, and what impact it has on the church today and on each of us as individuals. Um, during the series, we will look at the fruits of the Spirit, the spiritual gifts uh, and that the Holy Spirit gives to believers uh, and the power that the Holy Spirit brings. And um, we've been working our way through the spiritual gifts. Um, it's been a couple of weeks since we, we said about the spiritual gifts that there's far more than the, the nine that we're, we're concentrating on thought we'd remind ourselves of what the gifts of the Holy Spirit are that are listed in Romans, Corinthians, Ephesians and in Isaiah. Um, I've got a glass of water because this is going to take some doing. Um, just so you know, this is the second time I've had a go at this because I just can't read them all. But we'll try. They are from Romans. Prophecy, serving, teaching, exhortation, giving, leadership, mercy. From Corinthians, 
being, the gift of being an apostle, the gift that give, makes you a prophet, that makes you a teacher, that allows miracles, different kinds of healing, the gift of helps, the gift of administration, the gift of tongues. And then Ephesians, the gift of gifts of being an apostle, of a prophet, an evangelist, a pastor, and a teacher. Back in Isaiah, uh, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. But we're working through, at the moment, the pneumaticon, the nine gifts that are, are listed in 1 Corinthians 12, 8 to 10, which are the gifts of tongues, the gift of interpretation of tongues, the gift of prophecy, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, the gift of discerning of spirits, the gift of faith, the gifts of healing, and the working of miracles. Um, the last week, we, we went through the gifts of utterance, of speaking in tongues, of interpreting tongues, interpreting? Interpreting tongues, and the gift of prophecy. And I prayed at the end of last week that you would receive prophecies for people. If that happened to you, and you've not let us know, could you do so? It would be really good to hear some testimonies of the Holy Spirit moving in your lives. In fact, if you've spoken in tongues for the first time, or renewed that, or you've interpreted tongues, let us know that too. It's really good to hear how the Holy Spirit is moving, because not only the gifts of the Holy Spirit build up the church, but is telling each other, What's happening also builds up the church and brings glory to God. This week, we pick up where we left off. And we're going to pick up with uh, a gift that is often confused with the gift of prophecy. And that is the gift of the giving of a word of knowledge. You see, a word of knowledge is the supernatural revelation by the Holy Spirit of certain facts that only God knows. See, God is omniscient. He knows everything about everyone, about everything. That makes it interesting when we try and hide things from God, doesn't it? But nothing is hidden from him. It says in Psalm 139, You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. You know, David ends that psalm with the words that he could not know knowledge like God. But actually, the gift of the word of knowledge is exactly that. It's where God lets us glimpse a little of it. The word of knowledge is the revelation by God to man, by the Holy Spirit, of some detail, some element, a little view into his omniscient knowledge. A word of knowledge is a nugget of information about some person, place, object, occasion or event that is given directly from God to us. It's not something you can work out. It's not something you can gather by putting bits of other information together. 
It's not humanly observable or even a product of being highly perceptive. It is a Holy Spirit-given fragment of divine knowledge, miraculously conveyed to man by God. And that's exactly what it is. It is miraculous. You know, there are many examples in Scripture of the use of the gift of a word of knowledge. But possibly the best known example is in the New Testament. And it's where Jesus meets the woman of Samaria at a well. And we can find it in John 4, 15. And it says, The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, Go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, You are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands, and the man you are now have is not your husband. What you have said is quite true. You know, Jesus, when he gave that word of knowledge about the woman's life state, the husbands that she'd have and where she was living now, that wasn't done out of his divinity. But it was, a, it was done through the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And I believe that was done in order to show us how to do it too. Today, this gift may manifest as we pray with somebody or we speak to them. God will place a word of knowledge in us to either help us to pray or to practically help them or like the woman at the well to demonstrate God's power and to effect a change event. Let's listen about a, a word of knowledge being given in a scenario today. This is Scott from Jesus Culture with a short story that I think is miraculous. Um, I, had, uh, I had a time where I got off work and I was tired and my wife said, hey, we're going to go pray for our friend's mom. And I'd never met her before. And um, I was honestly tired and I'm like, this sounds like work again. You know, I was just that tired. And I'm like, Jesus. So I, I jump in the shower real quick. And in the shower, I'm telling Jesus, I don't want to waste my time or your time. So can we just have something really cool happen when we go pray for this lady? You know, like, I was like totally frustrated. That I, I just wanted to eat dinner and sit down and not do anything. And so in the shower, I said, can we just not waste each other's time? And immediately I got a picture in my mind of this lady who answered the door of a house and she had black curly hair, a silky shirt, and uh, black slacks on with little like flats on. And she led us in her house. She had a white leather chair, a little walker next to the leather chair. We prayed for her feet, which I didn't know what we were gonna pray for. We prayed for her feet. She got up, started walking, and she walked really, really slow like this. And then she walked across the linoleum, started walking faster, and then she was doing this. I thought, cool, that sounds like something cool. And so our friend came to pick us up. I told her what I saw, and she said, my mom doesn't have black curly hair. My mom never wears silk shirts or black slacks, and she doesn't have a white leather chair or a walker. And I was like, all right, we're going to go waste each other's time then, Jesus. And, you know, it's like, dang it, I just want to eat dinner. And... Um, <laughs> so spiritual. I know, this is my prayer. You're getting a glimpse of my prayer life right here. No. Uh, <laughs> how many of you have had those days, though? 
All right, so it's not about what you feel, it's just about stepping out. And so we get to the lady's house, and um, she had light brown hair, straight light brown hair, but she just got out of the shower, so her hair is black and curly because it's still wet. Um, she had run out of clean clothes, so she digged to the back of her clo- dug to the back of her closet and pulled out a gray silk shirt with flowers on it and black slacks and put those on. A friend had just given her a brand new white leather recliner, and her doctor, because she had a hard time walking, had just given her one of those little aluminum canes, and it was sitting next to the recliner. So my, she opened the door, and I was like, yes! Like... <laughs> All of a sudden, it was better than dinner, you know? (laughs) And my friend Amanda starts crying immediately because she, I mean, everything just played out in front of her. So we come in the house. The lady asked us to sit down. We said, no, you sit down first because I'm like, you need to sit in that white chair. What a great story. And we'll hear the remainder of that shortly. Uh, Like prophecy, words of knowledge should be tested. Was this a word of knowledge or did you just work it out? It's fine if you've just worked it out. It may be helpful to the person, but let's be clear. Let's not dress it up as a word of knowledge. If you share a word of knowledge with somebody, there is an absolutely acid test for it. Is it true? If it's true, it's a word of knowledge. If it's not, it's not. We do sometimes have to temper that, though, that the person we're giving that word of knowledge to may not be like the woman at the well that recognises the situation. They may not admit it. But in the end, it has to be true for it to be a word of knowledge. You know, when God gives you a word of knowledge for someone, it is exactly that. It is for them. If you're blessed by the Holy Spirit using you to deliver a word of knowledge, you need to consider that a really privileged position God has put you in. Now, the word may be highly personal. It was for the lady at the well. And you need to be considerate about where and with whom you share that. In fact, I would say unless there is a legitimate safety concern, you should probably not share it beyond you and the individual it is for. If you do have a concern, speak to a leader. See whether it is something that should be shared wider. You know, we heard in the video that Scott was given a word of knowledge. And I love his, I love his authenticity in the way that he, he um, didn't really want to go and pray with that lady. Um, the word of knowledge was the piece of the story about the present. It was the piece about the lady being in the state she was. The story goes on to tell what was to be. Scott says what would happen to this lady. And that is a word of wisdom. A word of wisdom is the supernatural revelation by the Holy Spirit of divine purpose. The supernatural unfolding of God's plan and purpose for an individual or a group, or a place, a community, or even a nation. It can be huge 
or it can be really focused on one person, like in the video. You know, God is ever conscious of all the things present and all the things future. He must therefore also be conscious of the events that actually translate the present into the future. In a word of wisdom, God shows us a glimpse of some of the events that are not yet occurred. He's really revealing a fragment of his infinite purpose. He's revealed what he's going to do between now and then, and his reason for doing it. The word of wisdom is distinct from the word of knowledge, but the two are closer related and are often seen working together. And we'll see that word of knowledge, word of wisdom relationship uh, when we watch the rest of Scott's story. The word of knowledge is the revelation of past or present things. The word of wisdom is the revelation of the future purposes of God concerning people. It's events in the future. You know, examples in the Bible uh, are the death of Ahab being revealed in the book of Kings and Paul's arrest and imprisonment in Jerusalem, which was revealed by Agabus. We can read about it in Acts 21. After we'd been there a number of days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. Coming over to us, he took Paul's belt, tied his own hands and feet with it and said, The Holy Spirit says, In this way the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt and will hand him over to the Gentiles. A word of wisdom is not telling the future precisely. You know, you will not find out next Saturday's lottery results from it. The gift of the word of wisdom comes under the same overarching purpose of building up the body of Christ, revealing God to unbelievers and ultimately bringing glory to God. And like prophecy, words of wisdom need to be tested. And they're tested in a very similar way to prophecy in the fact that they'll never contradict the word of God. They will always exalt God and the other parts of the Trinity and, and not deny them. And that they won't be at the expense of somebody else. A word of wisdom is definitely predictive. And therefore it will definitely have the fruit test applied to it. Did it come to pass? Let's see how the story ends for Scott. He asked to sit down. We said, no, you sit down first, because I'm like, you need to sit in that white chair, just like we saw. And so she sits down. We're like, why don't you sit here? She sits in the chair. We pray for her. She gets up, starts walking, says, oh, my feet hurt, and sits back down. And I'm like, okay. So that, that's first lesson. When you see something, when Jesus shows you something, and it doesn't play out just as he shows you right away, then just keep going. Like some people give, a, give up right away. Keep persevering. Some of our greatest testimonies, someone went out and prayed five, six times for a person, and they got healed. So we pray again. The lady gets up. She had had um, no circulation in her legs, very little circulation. Her feet were swollen, so she had no arches, and it was painful for her to walk. So her, her legs are like black with lines in them, and her feet are black. And so we're praying for them. Yeah, right? We're praying for them. And, uh, that's not better than dinner. That's not better than dinner, no. no. 
And I, you know, when it was happening, we were seeing the color change on her feet, and I thought it was just my eyes, so I was touching her feet and rubbing my eyes, which was another thing that wasn't better than dinner. And um, <laughs> so she gets up the second time, very nice lady though, and uh, starts walking, and she walks over to linoleum, and that's where I saw her walk before, so I said, okay, let's keep walking, try it out. And she goes, oh, I can't walk on linoleum, it's too painful. And I was like, oh, come on. And she goes, okay, I'll try it. And she starts walking on the linoleum. And then she turns the corner and she's walking faster and faster. And she starts putting her hands up like this because all of the color changed in her feet. All the swelling left and all the pain left her feet. My wife then prophesies over her because Jesus was telling her that she's gonna get great sleep tonight. We didn't know that she had fibromyalgia and she'd only sleep two to three hours a night. She, she was supposed to come to church the next morning because she said, I'll come to your church and tell what happened to me. So she goes to sleep that night, and instead of sleeping two to three hours, she slept all through the night and all through church and woke up at like 12 or 1 in the afternoon. So she never made it to church to tell her testimony because she got healed so good that she slept through church. Isn't that awesome? That's an amazing video. Um, it, it's part of a much longer video that I would recommend you you watch. Um, I've dropped the link into the uh, comments underneath this, this service video. Um, go and have a watch of it. It is amazing. Um, the, third, the third gift in, in, the, in the gifts of Revelation is that of the discerning of spirits. The discerning of spirits is the supernatural revelation by the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, to determine the spirit that is in operation in a given situation. You know, we live in a world that is both natural and supernatural, and every event is controlled by a spirit, either the divine Holy Spirit, God's will, a satanic spirit, or the human spirit. You know, many things in the world are purely natural, they, they draw, fall into that human spirit place. You know, there is not a demonic spirit working behind everything that goes wrong in our life. So, so I want to be really clear on that before we talk any more about discerning of spirits. I would go as far as saying that the vast majority of time, the only force at work is us, those around us, and natural laws. I once crashed my car. And I needed to decide, was that because Satan was at work and having a go at me? Or was it because I was driving too fast? Me. Or was it the other car pulled out without looking? Others. Or was the road wet, lowering the coefficient of friction enough that my tyres slipped on the surface and I could not stop in time? A natural law, the law of physics. We need to determine and discern between them. It's fairly easy, generally, to discern between human and spiritual, between natural and spiritual. And that's really simple. There will never, ever be anything miraculous in the human world. There are some amazing things in nature, but a true miraculous thing comes from the Spirit. The gift of discerning of spirits gives supernatural insight into those secret spiritual realms. It reveals the kind of spirit that is activating a person who is manifesting a supernatural knowledge or power at the time the event is taking place. 
It gives us insight into a spiritual arena that is affecting locations, events and attitudes. It lets you discern in a place where somebody is telling fortunes or speaking of the future, whether that is them being a charlatan or it is them being empowered by the Holy God or a spirit completely against him. And that's where I'm going to leave that one. It's a gift of God to help us discern, to know what is happening in the spiritual world. But most of the time, the things that happen to us are purely based on man and the laws of nature around us. And that's where we're going to leave this, this session uh, on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We'll pick up next week with the final three gifts that are listed in the pneumaticon. But now, it'd be good to pray. So let's pray together. Father God, we just thank you that you never leave us alone. We thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, you've called us to go out and you've called us to make disciples of the people around us. And we can't do that alone. So we ask that your Holy Spirit manifests through us, Lord. You give us the gifts that you are reserving for each of us. The gifts that we need in the situations that we're in. So we pray, Lord, that you will just grant us the, the closeness of speaking to you in tongues. The ability to, to interpret those tongues so that we can glorify you greater. We ask, Lord, for the gift of prophecy so that we may, so that we may speak hope and truth into people's lives. And Lord, this time we, we, we raise up these other gifts to you. And we ask that you, you graciously give us where it is right, the gifts of knowledge, the words of knowledge, and words of wisdom. And Lord, in those situations where, where we need to know, then we also ask for that gift of the ability to discern between spirits. We ask in the knowledge that you're a gracious God and that you'll give us what we need as we need it if we make ourselves available to you. So Lord, this week I pray that we do that. I pray that each of us makes ourselves available to you, knows you more, connects with you more, spends time in your presence. In Jesus' great name, amen. It would be really good to catch up during the week, to hear your stories, just to have a chat. Uh, we're going to meet on Wednesday night for our midweek group. And we've got the Zoom prayer tonight. So great to see you and it'd be great to see you then. Until then, may the Lord bless you. May you know him really closely. Mm -hmm.